This podcast is gold. Basketball gold. You're tuned into the best Cleveland Cavaliers podcast in all the land. Basketball gold. Hosted by Mike Fratello and Jeff Phelps. Brought to you by Betway.com. Betway for the sport of it. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLING. This is Basketball Gold with Fratello and Phelps. We thank you for listening. I'm Jeff Phelps from 92.3 The Fan in Cleveland. My partner, Mike Fratello, longtime NBA head coach and color analyst, network level, now working with the Clippers and the Cavaliers. Mike, you just mentioned the Cavaliers at the small forward spot as something they're looking at. And I wonder, when you think about that, if you're a team like the Cavaliers and you have a dynamic backcourt in Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell, and you have a dynamic front court with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley, what are you looking for at the small forward spot? What do you need out of the fall uh, out of the small forward spot? You, you need a scorer. You need a defender. You need a guy who can move the ball, a guy who can spot up and hit, hit the three or, or an open jump shot. What is it that you need that you think would complement the core four pieces the best. He's that wing swing kind of guy that has enough size to defend the six, seven, six, eight, six, nine small forwards that you have in the game nowadays. He's versatile enough to put the ball on the floor and create shots off the dribble. He can shoot threes because he's going to wind up being one of the perimeter players, whether it's either in transition or in the set offense. It'd be nice if he could swing between back and forth between two positions, whether it's three, four or two, three. And defensively, depending on how important defense is to your total game plan and scheme, he's got to hold his own defensively because many of the nights he may be playing against the premier player from the other team, depending on which team you're playing that night. You know, it might be Tatum one night, might be Kawhi Leonard, Paul George another night. Uh, so this guy is going to be tested night in and night out. Can he hold his own defensively within the framework of what team defense is all about? We're going to look at some internal options here first, Mike. But what are your thoughts on having a guy start at that position depending on what's needed that night? In other words, the opposition, who they might be guarding at the start of the game. Would you rather have one guy or are you okay with matching up depending on the opponent? I've always been the one guy type of coach, meaning I like to get my starting five set. I like them to know, hey, I'm starting out the game. And then you can manipulate and substitute earlier on given nights to try and get a better matchup with the first unit or then the second unit, depending on who was coming off the bench. For example, with the Clippers, Norm Powell comes off the bench. Norm Powell can score 20 points every night coming off the bench. I mean, he's that good of a scorer. Do you have anybody in your second unit that can stop him? Or do you want to take somebody off the first unit, play him lesser minutes, and then when Powell comes in the game, put him back in to try and match up against Powell? Uh, All decisions that you have to make as a head coach. But uh, I thought guys like to know their starters. Guys like to know I'm coming in first off the bench, second off the bench, third guy in off the bench. Or if you're playing 10 guys and you're two units deep, Here's my first unit. Here's my second unit. We know the plays were probably running for the first unit. We know the plays were probably running for the second unit to go to the guys that give you the best chance of scoring. And then you do the rest with your defense and rebounding and getting out in transition and making good decisions 
playing the game the way it's supposed to be played. Let's take a look at some of the Cavaliers' internal options here, Mike. And as you mentioned, the trade deadline's coming up on February 9th. That's a week from Thursday. Let's keep that in mind with every team. Let's start with Isaac Okoro, who has made the most starts for the Cavaliers of those guys who have been starting at small forward a little bit. Young guy. Obviously, the offensive game still needs to develop, but there are nights, Mike, that it looks like, okay, Isaac's the explosive young defender out on the wing who can spot up and hit a three, who could be that guy. Is that is he lacking anything that makes you think he can't continue to develop from this point on? Does he hit the three-point shot on a regular basis? Because he will be the guy that's left last open as the team swings the ball, kicks it out of a double team, one pass out, one pass over, next pass over. That's where Coral winds up finding himself. Now, last night, Jetty would have been great in that spot last night, the hot hand that he had shooting yeah. the three balls last night. Uh, let's go back. I'll go back a few years, Jeff. Do you remember when I was coaching and we had the four rookies playing on the team? And Eric Anderson, Brevin Knight, Zadrunas, Cedric Henderson, along correct. with Sean Kemp. Correct. And we started that season out with person at the small forward position. Wesley. Wesley was not strong enough, big enough to play the small forwards. He was getting beat up defensively. But, boy, could he really shoot the basketball really for us. Yeah. So what we did, part of the way in, we sat Derek Anderson down and said, Derek, here's what I'd like to do. I think we can be a better team if you come off the bench. Let me start person at the two guard and bring Cedric Henderson in at 6'8", run like a deer, jump, long arms, can really defend, block shots, put him at the small forward spot to defend against those tough small forwards. Then we bring you in uh, after the game goes by, six, seven minutes. And then it's who is on the floor at the end of the game that's so important. So Derek was cool with that. We made that move, and that team went on to win 47 games. However, that team, I felt, could have won 50, 51 games with four rookies all playing significant minutes in the game if Cedric Tennyson could make an 18-foot jump shot because there was so many times that between Derek Anderson, Brevin Knight, the dribble penetration that we had from those two, that they would drop it off or we would swing the ball, come out of a pick and roll, bump one more pass over. And who was the open guy? Cedric Henderson. And he just couldn't make enough of them where – couple games we lost by two, three, four points during the course of the season. He makes a couple more buckets. We win those games. We're a 50-win team. But that's how critical it is. So Okoro has to prove himself that it's not just one night where he goes out and makes a couple perimeter shots. Can he do that on a regular basis at the same time, keep that hard-nosed defensive mindset that he has, learn how to put the ball on the floor better than he's doing right now so he can create shots for a Donovan Mitchell, he can create shots for Darius Garland, and then that will all make his teammates better players. So that's the answer to his question. Dean Wade, Mike, is the guy that I think, boy, could this be the guy? He's only played in 22 games because of injuries, yet he's the Cavaliers' leading three-point shooter. He gives you that look, a longer guy who can hit the three, has really good range that they had last year with Lowry Markkinen at the three and made a little bit of a, a defensive 
matchup nightmare for the other teams because you had such length. Dean's not quite as tall as Lowry, but he's pretty close and, and maybe a better defender with quicker feet. Do you like Wade in that spot? I like Wade in it. They played well when he was in it early in the year. As you mentioned, he is uh, filling the prescription for a three-point shooter on the perimeter. Another guy to go along. He can drag and transition, hit those transition threes. He can set the screen, step back in transition. He can be a corner guy in transition that the ball gets reversed to or as Garland comes down the lane or Mitchell comes down the lane, they can spray the ball out. And if he's one of those guys on the side, we know he can make a shot. Can he put the ball down on the floor well enough to create shots for other people? I'm not sure. And remember, when we're talking here, I'm talking about perfection. Right. Are we going to get that guy that can do all these things and do them all well? If you had that guy, his name might be LeBron right now or something <laughs> like that. Uh, but you, you strive to try and improve the areas that you need improvement in. And if you're going to do a trade, he's got to fill that spot and fill the needs that you have. So, you know, Dean Wade is Dean Wade, and it would be a mistake for Dean Wade to try and play any differently than he does play right now because what he does really helps his team be better. In the offseason, he can work at the other things, work at putting the ball on the floor more. He's never going to get shorter. I mean, he, he is what he is size-wise. So don't expect him to tricky dribble like Darius does out there or Donovan does out there. But learning to put it down just well enough so he can take it somewhere, create a shot for himself or someone else, that would be a little bit more important, I think, in his growth development. Guy who's intriguing, Mike, is Lamar Stevens. He was an undrafted player, has come in, and I think really shown that he can help a team win basketball games. He's made 18 starts at that small forward spot. Gritty, defender. I think his offense is better than you think, but I don't know if he has that range that a guy like Dean Wade can give you at that three and that maybe a Coro can give you. Is he an option in your mind? Of course. He's in that shuffle. He's in that mix. We've seen him, uh, was it about a week ago? week ago, two weeks ago when I was doing one of the Cavs games. They finished the game out. And they were down in most of the game. Just trying to remember who it was against. But they were down most of the game. And they wound up with Okoro and Stevens on the floor at the same time in the fourth quarter. And JB just left them out there. And they wound up winning that game. It was a close game, but they wound up winning it with two guys who I think you would say are more defensive guys than they are offensive guys. But that's what they needed to win that game. They needed stops. It may be against New Orleans. I'm trying to think back. But two defensive-minded guys, hard, hard-nosed, gritty, tough guys, a little bit of muscle on them, not afraid to lay the wood, not afraid to take a foul when you have to send the message and take a foul, but doing it in the right way so you're not getting a technical or a penalty when you take that foul. Last thought on this, Mike. Jetty Osmond had the huge 29-point night, 707 threes in the game against the Clippers. But he's come off the bench every game this year. Karis LeVert has started some, but he's been terrific coming in. And there's Darius and there's Donovan. And Karis, though he can play some small forward, maybe is better suited to play guard. There's the third guard in this offense. And Kevin Love has been terrific off the bench going back to last year and hoping, hoping he shoots his way out of the little funk that he's in right now. Would you mess with any of those three leaving their current roles to try and become the starting three for the Cavaliers? 
That's a tough problem for the head coach to figure out because he knows what the chemistry is of this team every day in practice. Don't, don't think they don't go with different combinations in practice to take a look and see. Uh, one guy might need rest one day. He might have a, a tweaked ankle, bad back, whatever it might be. So that's a good day for him to put one of the other guys in on, on that spot in practice. And I don't want to make it sound like they practice a whole lot. But when they are fortunate enough, to get a practice in where they actually do work. Uh, they get a look at the different combinations of people to try and see, hey, that guy makes us better here, that guy makes us better there. The ball stops when this guy comes on the floor. All of that goes into the equation when trying to figure out who that guy should be. So uh, it's nice to have the choices. It, I think it would be a lot worse if J.B. Looked down the bench and saw nobody there. He saw you and I there as options. Imagine uh, that. No, 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 no. <laughs> he'd look at his assistant and go, "Are you kidding me?" He'd, he'd be calling the front office in about two seconds to say, "Get those two guys off the bench. I need some guys that can play right now." Phelps, yeah. Fratello, no way. We'd give small forward a whole new meaning, Mike. I don't think anybody's interested. This has been Basketball Gold, brought to you by Betway.com. Betway, for the sport of it. Gambling problem? 1-800-GAMBLER.